everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of No Problems, Just Solutions podcast. <laughs> we are, we are I'm joined here today by Brendan and Steve. And uh, I messed it up because I'm really excited to talk about what we're going to talk about. Oh. Which is today, on the day of this recording, which is Tuesday, mm-hmm. February 28th, 2023. Brendan won't stop laughing, but we got, <laughs> we got we got our license today. We have our AGLC liquor license, so we are legally allowed to make our own beers, deliver our own beers, and do collabs now with other breweries, which is super exciting. Yes, long beers. time coming. Oh my goodness! Holy cow! <laughs> so, like the unorganized group that we are, we have the license, but we do not have our online store ready yet. So, <laughs> which, which is okay because we don't, actually don't have our, any of our own beers to sell yet. Yeah, technically, it's still right, at we're the, not uh, allowed. To, we're allowed to start brewing now. So, yeah. in the next two to three weeks, you we will start having our own beers available direct from us. Mm-hmm. Super exciting! So today we're going to talk a little bit about. Not only that, but we'll talk about a little bit of the process that it took us to get there and why it took so fucking long. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess where, where should we start with the, the licensing, how today went, uh, how do you want to go about this, Rob? Why don't we start with today? So I think previously we've already kind of talked about how we had, we got our water permit. Um, obviously we have a business license or we wouldn't be around in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about our AGLC expense. Oh, uh, we also, uh, people know that we got, we, had, I think we previously announced that we had our federal excise license too, because you can't, you can't even yeah, start that was, the that was first thing AGLC you need to get. process without that. Yeah, exactly. So today we had an inspection and mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be more involved, but as Brendan and Steve will tell me, that was not so involved as we thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So like the last two, well, so. Anyways, for me, the last two days, I've been working on the cooler, uh, gathering materials, uh, actually getting the insulation all insulation installed and everything like that. And uh, of all the construction jobs I've done in the past, um, the only thing I think I hate more than drywall is insulation. <laughs> it is infuriating to put it in, to put up the poly, and to get everything sealed and, and, and in right. Um so that was most of my day yesterday, and then today, before uh, before the guys came, I was trying to see how much of the cooler I could get done before I got there, and I was trying to do the the roof insulation, which generally you you put, what happens is you put the roof on uh, or like whatever your your ceiling is going to be, and then you just put insulation down on that. Super simple. In this cooler, we did it the other way. We built the roof on it first. And then had to put the insulation up into it and then seal it afterwards. Uh, so uh, you can definitely see in the recording if you see this on the YouTubes. My eyes are super red because they're just, I, that fiberglass in my eyes today. Oh, just it's, it's just been irritated, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the, the last two days I've just like, it's basically like I'm a red raccoon, like a red panda. Like it's just, I just have like just huge red around my eyes. I'm still not done. I've still got about another half day left to, to finish that off. You got about three but, quarters uh, of it done before uh, yeah, we had both. to quickly sweep up and get all the construction materials out of the way for the, the AGLC inspection. <laughs> so my, my vehicle's the closest. So we're just hucking everything into the back of my Pathfinder. <laughs> <laughs> who's, zip, who's, uh, 
Who's a uh, skill saw is this? I don't know. Just throw it in the truck. We'll figure it just out later. Just throw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we got everything cleaned up, got it all swept up, and I, I, I showed up and I had printed out all our other documents, the business license, the federal excise tax, the water act license, and the fire inspection, and laid them out nicely. Mm-hmm. So that I was like, okay, here it is. If you need to see any of the paperwork, it's all here. Um, uh, the, the two AGLC guys showed up uh, very punctually. Uh, yeah, like which literally is on time. surprising considering that we got another 10 centimeters of snow today and the roads were mm. reflective of that. So they kind of drove up and they're like, oh, yeah, hey, how's it going? Not phased at all by the uh, acreage starting point for our, our brewery. So I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, we just got to walk around the house and down here. And, and they're like, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, fairly easy going guys. They, they, they've been around. They've kind of done this thing before um yeah the one gentleman matt he's been doing this for like 10 years or something like that and then the other one uh dana he he's been part of the agency for a long time he's newly on this but like the the two of them were just like the super knowledgeable laid back guys so it was really really great for us to to have that as our inspection so the the actual inspection portion of it, we were kind of joking before the podcast here that the inspection took um, ten minutes, and then the the rest of the the thing took a, a little over an hour as they kind of walked through uh, uh, a few of the finer details of owning a class E brewery. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, basically they we we showed them the space. This is where it is. They're like, oh yeah, it's small. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the biggest thing for the inspection was to basically, did we have what we said we were going to have when we put our our proposal forward? And I think that's part of why the inspection was so quick is that all the, the pre-checks, like, is this going to be viable? That's all done in the initial application phase. What are you going to use for equipment? How big is your equipment going to be? How is it going to be oriented? Is your floor plan going to match? What's your floor plan going to be? And so they did a quick check, basically, okay, this is this, this is this, these are your fermenters, yep, this is your bright tank, yeah, okay, great, that wasn't on the original, but you added it after, okay, we have that, good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was that was all they uh, checked. There was a, a little bit of discussion around our mash ton, which is a little bit unconventional. Because <laughs> um, it's, it's that igloo co- cooler that we have. Yeah. But it was just questions around, like, okay, well, how is this going to be used? How are you cleaning it? Okay, yep, no, that's all fine. And then these are your fermenters and everything else. Everything's commercial. So, yeah, that was that was kind of all good to go, and that was really quick. Um, <laughs> uh, a few talks about whether or not we'd be selling in kegs or cans or how we're going to be packaging or what the plan is there. Obviously, no tap room where we're at. Um, and then, yeah, I was diving into they, they had uh, – a fairly extensive document, which was kind of a, a checklist of sorts of the things to discuss uh, prior to issuing the license, and they and we just went bullet by bullet, and that was okay. This is what the regs say here. Do you have any questions about that? This is what the regs say here um, in terms of like, okay, this is what you can manufacture. Your license for beer. Um, if you ever want to do anything else, you got to change it with the federal excise board first, and then talk to us, and then we'll amend your license, do it up. But until that point, you yeah. can't do anything else. Um, you're only allowed to brew on the premises and yada, 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 yada. Um, there's a few things that they went into more detail on and, and we went out of order on a few things. Uh, well, what was funny though, it was so like, cause Dana was the new person and Matt was the, the seasoned guy. So Matt would just go off on these tangents for a bit because something would come up on the checklist Dana was going through and he's like, oh yeah, so like, we should talk about this. And he'd go, he'd say his spiel 
and then he'd go into something else, like just a little bit of a tangent, and a little bit more of a tangent, and a little bit more of a tangent, and then he'd finally stop and go, oh yeah, we should go back to the document. So, but it was funny when he, when we did, got to those sections of the, uh, of the bullet points or the checklist to go through, they're like, oh yeah, Matt's already covered this, 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 yeah. this, this. Okay, we can just skip this whole section. <laughs> so there was, it was kind of funny because we went through the class E uh, fairly extensively. Uh, and because of these tangents and what-offs, and knowing that we were doing the Class E and the Class D off-sales at the same time, some of the discussions just led into, okay, well, this is how it lends into Class D off-sales, and this is what you can do there. So when we got to the Class D license checklist, there wasn't that much to go through. <laughs> the Class E one took about probably 50 minutes. The Class D one took about 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and plus there's a, a little bit of personal story here and there and a little bit about the discussion. But yeah, the, the, the guys were just super chill and they're like, uh, the biggest thing they were like is reporting. So, and uh, auditability. Yeah. And auditability. So that if you need to say, hey, this is what we've done, that you can give it to them in, like he said, within 24 hours, essentially. It's like, if you can basically just give us a binder and say, this is our binder, perfect. Um, right. And one of the other interesting things, uh, it's been kind of a new requirement as they're renewing uh, licenses, it hasn't really come into effect yet. But about two and a half years ago... So I'm going to amend that. It, it has come into effect. Oh, you're right. Um, yeah. for any, it has come into for effect. For any licensee within the last year, I think, is is subject to this. And they're kind of grandfathering and transitioning to people who are licensed before that, just so that they have time to update their systems as needed, right? Yeah. But the interesting thing is that before, like, we knew we had to track our, our brews... So every brew has to be tracked and whether, you know, it goes in the kegs and all that kind of stuff or how it's packaged or, you know, unfortunately, if it gets disposed for some reason, you know, something gets into it. So there was all of that. But now what they're doing is they're tracking all of the material. So you got to track your grains, your hops, your uh, your yeast, uh, everything that goes into the beer. You actually have to be like trace where you bought it from. So again, like we'll be going to Hogarth, we'll be going to Red uh, Red Shed, we'll be going to BSG or whatever it is. Like we'll be ordering that in, and we have to track where that grain goes into our various batches of beers. Yeah, we need to track and, grain batch number and match it to the batch number of the beer, and then match mm-hmm. that to the cans that it goes into or the kegs or whatever, and be able to. Yeah. Uh, if they show up, we have that to get awkward if you're only using like. Part of the bag so that that batch gets spread that that grain bag then gets spread across multiple batches of beer yeah and, and i it's fine if it's all from that same batch it's just we need to be able to say if they're the the kind of the health and safety reason for it is they say well if we find there's an issue with that batch of grain now we can trace where that went right yeah and not that so, there's a ton of issues with malt <laughs> <laughs> um, there's much yeah. more likely to be issues with beer, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah. still that's, that's kind of the mindset behind it is like, okay, if there was a, if we found something wrong here, say, um, somebody, some delinquent decided to pour a bunch of arsenic into the malt bag, then mm-hmm. at least we know where to recall. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. So it, it was super interesting. Like his. Again, a lot of the breweries are not up to speed on that. Like when their license renewal come up, they'll have to like, okay, you, you need to start doing this or at least be prepared to start doing this. Um, but for us, they're like, yeah, since you're starting, you like get on this now 
because it will save you so yeah. much grief down yeah. the road. <laughs> Since you're building your systems from the ground up, incorporate this. Yeah. So that's something we'll yeah, have to include. include. Um, they also, there was a, a, a good little tangent on farmer's markets. So yeah. as uh, yeah. as a Class D, um, with our Class D manufacturers off sales, we're licensed to sell in, in farmer's markets, um, but mm-hmm. only farmer's markets that are listed and approved. So not necessarily just Farmer Bob's market. Uh, they have to mm-hmm. be the ones that are either registered through the, the Agricultural Society or are otherwise listed as approved for alcohol sales under the, the AGLC. So there's a, a nice little website and all that sort of stuff that we can go through. But it, it was a, we, we haven't done a lot of farmer's market stuff or we haven't done any farmer's market stuff in the past. Um, but going forward, it's an interesting opportunity to go into. But they also gave us the resource. Here's the list you have to check before you go and agree to, <laughs> to be in this farmer's market. And, then, and they said, if you do anything outside of this list, you're bootlegging. <laughs> It's yeah, like you're, yeah tech, technically you don't want to be a bootlegger. bootlegger. <laughs> <laughs> but, and yeah, that was uh, interesting because like that means like the class D license, so off for off sales, has got so much more range than we thought it did because it like, you know, not that we're going to do it right away, but we could get into like in Calgary, like the Crossroads market or even the Calgary market, just do like a little pop up and say, hey, we're going to be selling here for this weekend for these times, like we'll be selling beers. So it'll be awesome. Um, or, you know, like it, it's, uh, we haven't done it in a couple of years because of the COVID stuff, but like that, uh, agricultural day we did, um, oh, the egg days, yeah. at, yeah, at, uh, the winter's farm, like we could do that now and actually do our off sales and do all of that. Like it, we could actually legitimately be there. That would be, that would be awesome. That'd be great. So one thing I didn't um, ask him about, which I should have was, uh, like mm-hmm. beer gardens. And if we could set those up under the existing license or if we need to get a separate license and then just buy off ourselves or how that would work. I think uh, it's a, I think it's a separate license, but we can buy off ourselves for that beer. That might be an individual license. Yeah, like an event license or whatever. Yeah. 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 Which, which is an easy thing beer to get, board. right? Like it's just. Yeah. There was also a lot of discussion on inducements. Inducements are not allowed. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> but it, it was discussing like, okay, this is what you're allowed to give to licensees, so like bars or restaurants or liquor stores, and this is what you're not allowed to give to bars and liquor stores and licensees. And we are we kind of already knew a little bit of this from the liquor agency handbook. Yeah, yeah. it's probably it's the it, same it, stuff. It's like you can't do favors. You can't do favors, and you can't it, pay them directly for or for services rendered, sort of thing. Like you can't pay for. <laughs> utilities at the bar for them to carry your beer sort of thing we can't prop up their business on the premise that they only sell our beer yeah and we can't give away all our beer to one person which is as they kept repeating it's a bad business model and it's also illegal (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't do it because you're going to be losing money but also because it's illegal (laughs) but yeah like yeah the two of them were just super knowledgeable and Again, again, on these little tangents, because they, they were linked, but it was just that, like, little touching point. It's like, oh, yeah, since we're talking about this, we should talk about this really briefly. So, like, Brent, Brent warned me, because <laughs> I was going to say, we, I got there at about 10.15. We built until 12.35. From there, we cleaned up and got everything ship shape and all that. Went up, like, washed our hands, and, like, got clean. 
because we we'd had uh, chalk and other building materials on us. And they were there at one, and it was over by two. Like it was surprisingly quick for what it was for a surprisingly dry subject matter and that kind of stuff. Now yeah. they did warn us. We will be uh, inspected relatively frequently in the future. Um, their typical frequency is twice a year for yep. for most Class E manufacturers, um, which is, I mean, whatever, we'll keep a, a clean ship, but it's good to know. Uh, and they also said mm-hmm. the big part of that, that they those inspections, what they want to see is actually our auditability. Um, basically, for they, typically they look for the last two batches um, all the records and that like one step backwards, one step forwards. Where'd your grain come from? Where's your QC? Do the uh, inventory volumes match with what you should have been able to get out of the grain? What you actually got out of the grain? Uh, and what's transferred from your Class E to your Class D and been sold and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. apparently they... Well, I mean, these guys have been doing it for a while, so they're like, well, we know if you have this many pounds of grain and that kind of cattle, you should get this amount of volume out. You should get this amount of volume to your tank, and you should get this amount of volume from your tank into your packaging. And if there's a big discrepancy there, we're going to start asking questions about where all the beer went. Mm-hmm. So, so that's something that we, again, well, we'll we'll have the template set up in the track and all that sort of stuff. And he said, if you want us to be in and out quick, just have these ready for us. <laughs> so, yeah he's like just like give us the documentation we'll go boop boop and then you know they'll be good sort of thing because um, otherwise you don't want them to stay yeah. <laughs> right yeah like an unwanted house guest you don't want them to stay <laughs> yeah and then the but, other questions that I had was on like uh, QC um, and the lab work and stuff that they might need um, and they said their their lab work requirements are mostly complaint driven so they, uh, they, so as long, they basically, as long as you don't poison anyone. Well, they basically, they leave the onus on us to make a good product. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, which, which is then good. they start investigating. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll drive our QC and make sure that our product is good and we never get any. Complaints. We won't be in business for very long if we make. Well, exactly. Anyways. Right. And yeah, I think exactly. that's kind of, they're like, well, this is, it'd be overly onerous for both us and them if they had to check a bunch of paperwork every time, whereas the nature of the business kind of, uh, what am I trying to say? There's there's a natural incentive to make good product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, they were in. Uh, we, we joked about the wall since we had pitched about <laughs> They the walked wall. in, they're like, oh, this is the wall we made you build. I was like, yep, that's yes. it. It will yes. stand here for yeah. exactly three years. <laughs> yeah, all 12 fucking feet of it. Oh. Um, but Yeah. <laughs> Three sheets of try, uh, drywall, friggin' all the way down. Oh my goodness! Um, oh, man, those, but like, yeah, your it, it's all there. It up and then, real quick, there though, Steve. They they do fast work. Yeah, they do fast work. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, the the only other really big thing was the um, oh, <laughs> because um, I, I think we might have mentioned on the podcast before, but since we're on like on the on this. Uh, you know, homestead sort of thing. Uh, we're not allowed to, you know, we, we don't have a septic field or a septic tank to do anything. So so we have this, it's, it's a black tank, but it's just basically a storage tank for water and other things that get into it sort of thing. 
And he was like, what kind of, because he, he was like, he was like, okay, like this is your fermenters. Okay. Those are and, and, like, he was inspecting everything. And he's like, what's this one? I haven't seen this I one before. I haven't seen this like, design before is what he said. He thought it yeah, was a part of the brewing design. process. And he thought, and he thought he was going to catch us on an unlisted brewing vessel that was larger than everything else. I was like, that's our wastewater tank. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, yeah, we can't use the septic here, septic field here. So we're going to be storing and we have to truck out all the wastewater. He's like, yeah. Oh, and that other one. And we have the tall vertical. 200 gallon uh vertical tank he's like that was like that's freshwater tank he's like like, oh okay so he's like that makes more sense with the 50 liter brew kettle sitting over there as opposed to the 200 gallon black water tank yeah yeah that's a it's a fairly large tank so yeah that that worked out well he's like oh okay okay because it like I think it does show it on the floor plan, but it just says like it's not it's it's not even labeled. It's like it's 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 sketched in, but I didn't label it because it's not part of the brewing process. So yeah, I think I think <laughs> I did label it for the feds just so that they didn't ask about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the AGLC didn't care. So yeah, but uh, yeah, it was that got it done sort of thing, and it was good because I was extremely hungry. I hadn't eaten anything except. Uh, my son's leftover breakfast, so I was, I was ru- in a similar state. Yeah, yeah, I was I was running on nothing, so it was actually really nice. We went down to um, uh, Rocky View Brewing Co. in oh, uh, in Cochrane. So I we still haven't found. I still haven't been able to get there. So it for, for people who grew up in Cochrane, um, it's in this old uh, store called Old and Crafty, is what it was called. It was an old. Like house, yeah, it must that have been a house like a, back in the day. But. Like, it, and it was one of those kind of like estate houses because it's it's wider in some areas and it's got some weird like um, cantilever spots here and there. Like it, it juts out in weird sp- places. Um, and then it was something else in the in term between being an arts and craft store. Like you get yarns and weird stuff in there. Um, but now it's a a tap room. So and, and uh, restaurant and restaurant and restaurant. Yeah. Uh, so they have an upstairs and downstairs. There's, uh, they had live music tonight, uh, late tonight sort of thing. So it was really neat to see it there. And then we showed up and they're like, they're like there's no one else in there. There's like one other well, guy at the bar. Yeah, it's 2.30 on a Tuesday. <laughs> 2.30 on a Tuesday. There's no one there. We walk in and they're like, oh, how's it going today, guys? And we're like, friggin' awesome. We got our excise license. They're like, oh, no, we, like, we got our liquor license. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. We got our, uh, we got our liquor license. And uh, the ladies are like, oh, that's actually super awesome. And turns out, oh, what's, what's his name? Lyle. Lyle was actually there, who, um, as our astute listeners will remember, uh, originally gave us the inspiration to do this in the certain way he does, because that's how he has done his. He's got his that's how he started, out on yeah. acreage in, uh, in Rockview County. So it was super awesome to be like, yeah, he's there, and so he he came over after a little while because he was outside shoveling the snow actually, um, and he came in and he sat and chat with us for a little bit, and it was just it was it's like yeah, welcome guys, like and he was asking about our system and all that, <laughs> and and yeah, he's like yeah, well welcome, you know you're you're now really part of the club, you're part of the industry, so yeah, super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, one thing I did ask Matt, and I'm kind—I kind of want to find out who they are now, because uh, when he first walked in, I'm like, "Hey, this is probably one of the smaller, 
smaller places that you've seen. He's like, oh, I've seen smaller. He said you'd be, and I'm like, no, I th- smaller. What, what he said is, Who's you'd be smaller? surprised. Yeah, and that's like, you'd be surprised. And I'm like, who the <laughs> hell is smaller than us? We're on a half barrel system. The smallest I knew before then was the one barrel system over at two uh, Twin Peaks, or not, not uh, two pillars, two pillars. <laughs> so I'm like. Who in the province is like on a homebrew system doing this? Because that literally doesn't make sense. <laughs> That'd be the only viable one. Would be yeah, one of your batches. That'd be it. Yeah. We, that's that's we, half our size. <laughs> we we, we got to ask them because like we we should send the note and say like, look, we're trying to claim being the smallest licensed brewery <laughs> in Alberta. We need to know if there's anybody else. This, that's for this, this is like yeah. this is critical to our marketing plan. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I was going to suggest it on the website, being like, hey, we're the smallest brewery in Alberta. And now and if there's we, someone smaller. Now there's a question about that. Yeah, you can't put it's out a like, false You can say that and be like, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, like, again, like, the inspection takes all of, like, less than five minutes or anything. It's just like, oh, yeah, no, and this is what we're doing. Well, and, and I mean, if we had a more, if we had a larger setup or more complicated setup, and hopefully in the future we do. Then yes. it'll be a little bit more involved, and there might be more discussions about our process and all that. But I mean, it's a three hundred square foot spa space, um, mm-hmm. with four fermenters and a bright tank, and a fifty liter brew kettle. Everything was right there. <laughs> you can kind of you can see how it's going to work. There's there's no questions about how it's going to work. So yeah, and then a third of the space is already t- is, is the cold uh, room, or at least a quarter of the space is a cold room. So like, there's not a lot of space left at this point. <laughs> it's quaint. So yeah, it's quaint. Yes. Actually, I had to chuckle because we had uh, a little folding table set up there that I was holding the the excise license and, and stuff like that. We've just kind of been using it for storage. We'll probably build a little shelf or something in that spot or put the cans there. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but halfway through, they're like, all right, and you got your class D uh, off sales license and this table here will be your class D off sales location. Our actual agreement with the AGLC is that because of our situation within Rocky View County, we're not actually allowed to have people come to the brewery to purchase directly from us there. They have to do it online and we deliver. Um, so yeah. we had the designated class D space waived um, mm-hmm. for our for our license, but. It was, it was fun to see because there, there was a lot of discussions about the class D off sales area, and, and I was like, "This, we can put it wherever you want, but I'm not building a wall between it and the brewery space." Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. But uh, yeah, like it, it was, it was a, a good chunk of the discussion too was about the future, because like so the interesting thing he an, another little tidbit that came up was about growlers. Yes, is that you can actually off sale growlers a lot of discussion on through growlers. the website so it's like okay that's actually really interesting and then, so there a little a little bit of talk about that and how it works and okay and all that but then it was really funny because he's like it has to be sealed so in it has some to way. be a yeah, it's not tamper proof it has to be like um, um i forget the exact term, the term it needs to be but you need to be able to tell if it has been opened so like those, yeah, those lids that I... the, the thing breaks off or those are yeah, tamper evidence. Tamper it, you evidence can, seals. You can wrap yeah. it with um, electrical tape. So electrical but tape apparently is slightly below the, the bare minimum. Bare minimum. <laughs> so he, so he's like, uh, if you're going to do that, like you can do the the screw off tops that have like the ring underneath, so then you can tell it's been separated. Or he said uh, shrink wrap, 
you can just shrink wrap it really quick and you know that counts as well but mm-hmm. it was funny because he's like technically when they take the electrical tape and they wrap it around that it doesn't count but we don't want to like come down on the brewery or like it, it's not worth our time to do it so it's like we let it slide it is it but is it's not right just below the minimum, <laughs> so. so they they cautioned us they're like if you ever go to a tavern or you start doing growlers just do better Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, so to yeah. figure something out there. But yeah, I. It's uh, we got a little time you, to think about that problem. Oh, like like that's thing. You can get a heat shrink uh, wrap material for super cheap and just have a hair dryer there and go. Super super simple. But that's but yeah, it was an interesting hour. They're interesting guys to talk to. Yeah. And but yeah, like it, it was it was kind of neat because at the end there he's like, okay, yeah, this is you know, like went through i think Brendan, yeah you signed the whole agreement document i, I signed both agreements yeah the class e and the class d uh yeah. they had and their so tablet then, there and they're like and there's a little discussion about how to unlock the document so that we could actually sign it because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one guy was a little bit newer but uh then it was unlocked and he's like okay here sign and he's like and sorry you don't have a pen you just have to do your finger i was like ah and i hate signing with yeah, this, just, this is the entire reason so i bought an ipad like what was it four or six months ago or something now and they were like oh you could buy this pen for an extra ridiculous amount of money i was like yes i will do that because i hate signing things with, i hate trying to with do pen work with my finger because it just did you lost the pen though didn't you oh no no the pen magnetically attaches to the ipad okay. so it's awesome it just sits inside there in the case i always have it i actually use that one for flying all the time so it's 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 solid but so of course they didn't have a stylus or anything like you sign your face. I was like, ah oh, no. So like, when I tried to and my signature's messy. Um, like most of my handwriting. Chicken scratch. Uh and so I went and he's like, Oh, that's quite the quite the signature. I was like, You should see it when I use a pen. <laughs> <laughs> but then of course ten but, minutes later I had to do it again for the class D one. So <laughs> <laughs> But then at the end of it he you know, basically showed us, like he said, hey, I'm going to send this to you in a little bit. Uh, but it was the temporary license. So he's like, you know, print this out, put it on the table sort of thing, or, or we're going to post it up on the wall. And it's like, you're good for 30 days. And it's like, in that time, it'll take, again, two to seven days, whatever, you know, how long it takes to mail to you. But we'll get the uh, uh, the official document, and then we're good. We're absolutely good to go. Yeah. But he's yeah, like, yeah. I just have you... to remember to check my mailbox. Though. Yeah, yeah. So it'll it, show it, up it, in a week, and then it'll take another we week for bring Rob to remember to check his mail. But that's fine Rob, because you we have, have thirty to check days. Your mailbox. Yeah, <laughs> thirty days. You have thirty days to check your mail. Sometime within the next month, you must check your mailbox. It should be wrong. Um, oh, yeah. Just to, hopefully, it gets here. Before or I'll get your roommates to do it. I, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, Someone needs to yeah. check. Hey, it should get here before your your stuff. But, uh, yeah, and then he's like, yeah, if you guys want to start brewing, it's like, you literally, you can do it right now. And we're like, we're starting. <laughs> I'm so hungry. So, so we went and had lunch. But we'll get everything going here right quick. Steve, you're taking a week off work. You're brewing everything. Brewing yep, up the storm. Um, I, I don't know if I can get a full week anymore, but at least I'm going to take a couple days and uh, at least double batching every day and getting started sort of thing. And uh, yeah, get our get our recipes into kegs, or at least into fermenters, and then into kegs or into cans. Maybe we're we're we're, we're selling cans. out yeah. of a bunch of cans. Yeah, 
Yeah. So yeah, that'd, be, that'd be tough on our small little system to fill a pallet to send it. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> no, no, we'll we'll go super exclusive for a little bit. You have to be within driving distance of our brewery for us to. Yeah. <laughs> Maximum yeah. order two flats. <laughs> Price has gone up. It's doubled. Yeah. <laughs> Supply and demand, bitches. <laughs> it's, it's artisanal, handcrafted, <laughs> hand driven. You know, yeah, hand driven. <laughs> <laughs> hand delivered <laughs> as Brendan squishes his cat um, but uh, yeah like it's yeah we're good to go so it's yeah, actually we'll, funny because it looks like your cat just teleported in yeah, because yeah, it just shows just the yeah. back to it's like <laughs> <laughs> they're sneaky like that yeah, yeah we'll have to do quantum a, cat yeah quantum cat but yeah, we'll have to do a, a grain order and a yeast order and a hops order here pretty freaking quick. And yeah, we'll, we'll have to get started. Beauty. So exciting. if anybody wants to tell us how excited they are for our new brewery and the ability to order directly from us for all our current and exciting new beverages, how would they get a hold of us? Oh, I guess this is all me now, eh? <laughs> <laughs> they, can, they can email us at noproblems@solutionsbrewing.com. Visit our website, solutionsbrewing.com. There's a contact us page there, which coincidentally sends us an email. Uh, or you can DM us at Solutions Brewing Co., which is good for Instagram and Facebook. And they can sign up for our newsletter on the website as well, which yes. will include... This is the website. There will be a little pop-up that comes up. I know it's not can be a little annoying, but you know what? Sign up. you get some good news there. <laughs> Perfect. And if anybody wants to tell us in person, we'll be in Edmonton for the Edmonton Beer Fest on March 10th and 11th. Next weekend. Yep. March 10th and 11th. And Steve lost the sound, so. I was going to say, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be there in less than two weeks, so. There you go. And we'll have Very some soon. exciting beers on uh, available there. But yes, you have to come beer. to the Beer Fest to find out what they are. Yes. It's going to be new beer, and it's going to be premiered. Edmonton Beer Fest before release, yeah. so yeah, check it out. Well, yeah, one one will be brand new, and one will be a, re- a returning favorite from our Jasper Beer Fest. So be there. I don't know if this is considered a returning favorite because it's only been out once. But people liked it. It was a favorite. <laughs> Some people voted for it, Rob. <laughs> yes, we were in the middle Exclusive of the Exclusive from Jasper. Here comes That's our right. new returning thing. <laughs> All right, everyone. Some of you will see you in Edmonton. For everybody else, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, sounds great.